Chapter 3. Influence. Influence is not just analyst relations. Analyst relations is just the mechanics of interacting with analysts. There are hundreds of analyst firms. It just happens that Gartner is by far the biggest, and the Magic Quadrant is the single most powerful ranking of vendors. You need an active AR effort to oversee the entire process of moving the dot up and to the right. But becoming the real leader in any space is a whole-of-organization endeavor. The dominant players in any market should be in the leader's quadrant. The up-and-coming players can leverage a favorable position in the MQ to become dominant forces in their industry. Market dominance is obviously the goal of most commercial enterprises. With market dominance comes lower sales costs, potentially lower marketing costs, and higher margins, all things that executive management strives for and stockholders hope to see. The key point is that analyst influence is an integral part of the organization's goals. Because it has so many components, executing an analyst influence strategy means having a complete go-to-market strategy that covers all the bases. When Gideon Gartner invented the concept of industry analysts, the IT world was a different place. For all practical purposes, there were two technology companies, IBM and Amdahl. If there had been magic quadrants in those days, IBM would have been the leader and Amdahl the scrappy visionary. Univac, Honeywell, and Fujitsu were biting at their heels and would have been scattered throughout the MQ. The customers of these mainframe vendors were predominantly governments and big banks. IBM was the dominant player and charged humongous fees for installing and maintaining rooms full of giant computing machines and peripherals. Amdahl was practically a clone of IBM and offered a lower-cost product at arguably better value. How was a bank to decide which one to go with? They needed guidance. Gideon Gartner to the rescue. He created a company which, in his words, provided buy, hold, sell advice to technology consumers. His innovation was modeled off Wall Street analysis of securities. Gartner customers would subscribe to printed research reports produced by a handful of analysts and sent out every month. They were printed on three-hole punch paper so their clients could insert them in special ring binders. Today, Gartner is an industry powerhouse with 12,000 clients and 800 analysts, total revenue of $1.5 billion. They have acquired Meta and Burton Group. However, available information to help make purchase decisions of technology products has grown much faster than Gartner. Let's look at some of these sources. All of them are going to be part of our analyst influence strategy. Google. While I was at Gartner, there was a mini backlash from industry against analyst firms. In the early part of the century, I like saying that, the refrain was, who needs Gartner when I can find any information I need using Google? True, Google is the primary research tool for anyone investigating technology. A quick search on a product category will reveal most of the vendors in the organic results, at least those that have done a good job on their SEO, search engine optimization. And the ads in the right-hand column of search results will often reveal many more. Now try to discover the size of a particular market. Pose the question, how big is the online backup industry, and see what you get. Invariably, you'll be led to a market report by a research firm. The abstract of the report will not answer your question, and you will be asked to purchase the complete report. If you are researching a particular product, you can find forum entries where end-users discuss the issues they are having. You can even find a Wikipedia entry where you will get a dry summary of the product, services, and history of the vendor. 
Google does not even come close to replacing the value of knowledgeable experts with whom you can get on the phone and have the input of someone who probably has hands-on experience with the product and has talked to hundreds of end-user clients of the product. That said, Google has its uses, and analysts leverage them. They do periodic Google searches on the companies they track, and they set up Google alerts on vendors so they get early notice of newsmaking events, often before your PR firm has issued a press release. Google blog alerts will let an analyst know when someone is writing about your products or company. Analysts are information junkies. They absorb everything in their field to stay current and get ideas of new trends. So it's critical that you monitor your own Google Alerts, if only to be aware of what analysts are seeing. You can also use SEO techniques to ensure that you appear in the top search results on terms the analyst is likely to use. Has your analyst coined a term to categorize your industry? Strive to be the top result for that term. Do you purchase keywords based on your competitors' product names? That may seem underhanded, and it is a little dirty. But have you checked to make sure your competitors aren't already doing that? The most likely term an analyst will search on? His own name. Think about how you can leverage that human frailty. We will come back to it in the chapter on Gorilla Analyst Influence. Wikipedia. Yes, analysts use Wikipedia, even if only for fact-checking. Wikipedia is a great source of company history, and sometimes it's easier and faster to check on the identity of executive management through Wikipedia than through a company's website, and you do not have direct control over what appears in your own Wikipedia entry. I'll cover some workarounds for that problem in a later chapter. Bloggers. The vast blogging community is becoming a powerful influence. Every traditional media organization has been challenged by the rise of bloggers. Individual bloggers can sway public opinion or build on the general consensus, and negative blogging is much more predominant than positive. Just as newspapers gravitate towards bad news, it seems like human nature to accentuate the negative. There are multiple, sometimes hundreds of blogs devoted to every specialty in the IT industry, and analysts read them. Identify key bloggers in your space. Follow them on Twitter. Read and comment on their posts. Support them with access to your key people. Give them scoops on new products, personnel, or major news items. Ignore them at your peril. Online Tech Press Everyone in technology reads the new breed of online tech press, Ars Technica, TechCrunch, Wired, Mashable, etc., especially analysts. Yes, they lean towards cool gadgets and the latest mobile phone or iPad or consumer cloud service, but you have cool products, don't you? Make sure that your PR efforts focus on these media, even overweigh the amount of effort devoted to getting positive coverage from them. Trade Press The trade press has been hit hard by new media. They've struggled to come up with new models. United Business Media is a great example of a publisher that is finding their way in this new world. They spin up new sites with communities, interactive forums, and events at an alarming rate alarming to the poor PR team that's tasked with keeping up with them. Internet evolution, IT services, light reading, and dark reading are just a few of the sites that they have created, usually with vendor sponsorship of the content. Consider sponsoring such a site, and at the very least, keep your eye on what they're covering. Newspapers Although the demise of newspapers have been predicted by pundits, I believe they too will survive. 
They are still the curators of news as it is happening, and the record of events that will soon be part of history. Most newspapers have managed the transition to a hybrid model of online for breaking news and print for something to read over breakfast. If you read a newspaper from cover to cover, as I do, especially when traveling, you feel that you're caught up on the last 24 hours. Analysts read newspapers, especially Gartner analysts. They're old school. You could even say that, as a group, they are late adapters. You do not neglect the traditional PR activities that get you seen in newspapers. One other thing to consider that I also cover in Guerrilla Techniques is that Gartner tracks and reports on analyst quotes in mainstream media. CNN, USA Today, Le Monde, The Financial Times, The Wall Street Journal, even the San Jose Mercury News. Gartner's second largest office is located in San Jose, California. That tracking is for internal use only, of course. Don't forget the de facto analyst journalists. The best example is Walt Mossberg, Wall Street Journal, possibly the highest paid tech influencer in the world. If your product has a consumer or small business application, get to know Mossberg and work to get him to be aware of you. A mention in his column is golden and will most likely be seen by the analyst you are trying to influence. He may not cover your space, but I bet you can hold a private dinner and invite analysts to attend. They will come if the featured guest is Walt Mossberg. Twitter. Twitter is a powerful tool for influence. Most analysts have Twitter accounts. Many are extremely active. See the social media chapter for more on leveraging Twitter for analyst influence. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is becoming a valuable tool for industry analysts. Not only does it connect them directly with your executive team, but your sales force and channel is busy connecting to industry analysts. While you're still formulating your analyst influence strategy, members of your team may be ahead of you. You have to rein them in and provide strict guidelines to control those connections. Keep in mind that LinkedIn is providing data on employee turnover, where your departing employees go, and where your new hires come from. A savvy analyst will be tracking that. Facebook. I am not sold on Facebook's efficacy for business, but go ahead and create and maintain a Facebook page. Invite industry analysts to like it. That alone is a hard thing to do. Analysts do not indicate that they like a vendor lightly. They are repelled by the idea that all of their friends will see the status update on their wall. It feels like an endorsement. If you can get them past that revulsion, you have a great vehicle for hammering them with news and event information, pictures of the huge crowds having a good time at your annual convention or sales meeting seem popular. Other analyst firms. Many advisors treat Forrester and IDC like stepping stones to influencing Gartner. From my experience, this does not work well at all. Gartner analysts are oblivious to what other analyst firms say. They just don't care. They are the major leagues and the other firms the minor leagues. If anything, Gardner analysts are prone to push back on the findings of other firms. If IDC coins a new term for a product category, Gardner will coin their own and define it differently. The other firms have analysts that are influencers in their own right and therefore deserve courting. They may not influence Gartner analysts, but they influence Gartner clients. Books There's no denying that books can be extremely influential. A New York Times bestseller from Malcolm Gladwell or Clayton M. Christensen's books on the innovator's dilemma will quickly make the rounds of the analyst community. Analysts still read books. Think about how you can leverage that. 
Mainstream publishers usually don't get around to putting out books until there is a large community of users of a product. Work with a publisher to get a book written on your product area, using examples, screenshots from your product. Encourage your CTO to write the book, and take it to Syngress or any of the other tech publishers. Send autographed copies to all the people on your targeted list of influencers. Even if they don't read it, they will let it sit on their desk for months. That is much better than a coffee mug or mouse pad for reminding the influencer of your thought leadership. YouTube I'm not a big fan of strategies to create a viral video for products or vendors. I've seen horrible attempts at viral videos by vendors. The only product videos I have seen go viral are ones that are made by end users, and they are extremely negative. Do create a body of videos that demonstrate the strength of your products. Interviews with your CEO or CTO are great ways for customers, journalists, and, yes, analysts, to get to know your company through its primary evangelists. Create product demo videos, too. You may not always be able to schedule a one-on-one -on -one demo with an analyst, but if they have a link to a professionally produced video, they may watch it when they are researching the MQ. Imagine the power of that. Full disclosure, IT Harvest has produced over 50 professional video interviews with vendor executives over the last two years. We have realized that many vendors have yet to tap into this method of getting the word out on what they do and who they are. There are also services such as Demos on Demand that turn slick video demos into lead generation and sales tools integrated with Salesforce.com. The vendors I have seen with the best video strategy create a YouTube channel and populate it with dozens of videos, many of them training videos on their products presented by their key experts and executives. If you're feeling audacious and ready to spend $100,000 plus, you could hire John Cleese or some other actor-comedian popular with the tech crowd, to act in one of your videos. That would get you some positive attention. Maybe it is possible to create a good viral video. Independent Analysts I can't leave myself out of the story. I am an independent analyst. Barbara French curates the analyst directory at analystdirectory.barbarafrench.net. She lists over 650 independent analyst firms, and there are probably about 2,000 analysts worldwide who are making a living at it on their own. Working with such analysts is a different matter than working with the big analyst firms. Often, they are powerful voices in their industry, with the same name recognition as their counterparts at Gartner. They may even be former Gartner, Forrester, or IDC analysts. They are usually more prolific than big firm analysts, and have active and popular blogs. Many of them have long-standing relationships with the press and are quoted often in the mainstream media. Think of Rob Enderley as the prime example of such an analyst. Work with independent analysts. Hire them to write white papers, host your webinars and breakfast seminars, and provide strategy guidance. If they're former Gartner analysts, they can provide insights into the process and maybe even into the personalities and life stories of the analysts that you are targeting. Okay, enough with the plug. On to bigger and better things. The Influence Pyramid.